Now y'all see all this is Pastor Tanya Love, especially known as Pastor Tan. I was able to take a little bit of break due to my oldest daughter being sick and then it coming into the house and everyone was able to get, you know, some rest. But while I was getting some rest, God was downloading a lot of different, just a lot of different material into my preview. And I wanted to let you know that sometimes it's not bad when God takes you away from a lot of different things. Let me say that one time for the people in the back. Sometimes God separates you from all the chaos, all of the mayhem, all of the different things that's going on so that he can be able to have you to himself. Now, do I like being sick? No, <laughs> absolutely not. But what I did love about being able to understand and know that when God speaks, I need to listen. Amen. When God sits there and gives me the words that he needs to come out of me, I need to be attentive to his voice and no one else's. I can listen to all these different pastors, preachers, teachers, apostles, ministers, all of these different people. But at the same exact time, I need to hear, especially since I am a prophet of God or prophetess of God and I'm operating in the ministry of a prophet, I have to be able to sit there and honestly hear what God is saying to me for I can give it out to the people. Amen. But most of the time, and I've been looking and letting you know, and I thank God that a lot of you have been able to find me. Um, some of you have been with me for a long time. I appreciate that also. And also for the ones that have just gotten to know or seen who I am, um, I appreciate that also. But I wanted to let you know up front that this is from God. This is not from me. This is not from something that I want to put out. I would be honest with you and say, look, I'm one of those people that I would rather be sitting on the in the pew, going to church every day and just doing what God says do. But God says, no, I need you out. I need you in the battlefield. I need you being able to help and mature a lot of different people. And having these type of things going on, you need to be able to understand and know what God is saying to the people. Now, I am going to start doing a whole lot more Bible study because I started to see there is a need for us to know who God is and how God is and how God is working in our lives, also in our individual and also collectively. So I want to just let you know that I'm going to start putting out more Bible studies on my YouTube and also also here on It Is Written. Now, also, too, at the same as that time, I thank God for being able to, as March is coming into a close, that God is starting to realize that there is so much more we have to do in the body of Christ. And as God was just impressing on me, I'm doing more and having to flex a little bit more in certain areas. I have to sit there and say, okay, when God says, Hey, 
I need you to rest is because I need to download some things into you. But also at the same as that time, I need to be able to get your attention. I need to have your attention because you have so many distractions around you. I need you to focus on what I've been able to show you thus far. And I want to let you know also too that please know that God is working so many different avenues, so many different revivals, so many different things. So I'm going to be out a little bit more into the field and into the, not just online, but also out in the, in, in, in God's vineyard. So I want to let you know up front that when God gives me some things, I'm not saying that I'm not going to be here. No, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just going to have a little bit more multiple things that I need to do. So I'm asking and I'm letting you know, please be patient, know who God is and read the word of God for yourself. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Be patient, but also I'm asking, even if you are a beginner in Christ, a newborn babe in Christ, start learning how to read your word. Start being able to be prayerful. Start being able to know that this word is going to be your meat and potatoes and your water and your bread. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. This word of God is going to be everything that you need. And it's going to give you all the nutrients, all the all the veggies, all the different things that you need. But get into it for yourself. Amen. That is why always I try to tell each one of you every time that you come on to my podcast, please have your Bible ready. Excuse me. Have your Bible ready. Have your uh, notes and a pen and paper ready for you to be able to go over what you are about to hear from the word of God. Amen. Now it says Jeremiah, we're going to go into where God is saying about to Jeremiah from the 31st chapter. And I'm going with my topic is thus says the Lord. And I'm coming from Jeremiah 31. Now I had to read this and I had to reread it and I had to kind of like chew it on a little bit and try to be able to ascertain a whole lot of what God is putting out to his people. Amen. But we're going to go into Jeremiah, the 31st chapter in the third verse. And usually when we're saying, thus says the Lord, that's usually where usually a prophet or prophetess and man or woman of God is speaking on behalf of God. And usually that word, which is in Greek, is for uh, servant, master, owner is kios or, and it, is K-U-R-I-O-S. Now, in Hebrew is Adonai, which is God, which is Lord, and significant with sovereignty, okay? Someone who rules over another individual, okay? But I wanted to put this out to you is that we see thus says the Lord 3,509 times in the word of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. 3,500 and nine times in the word of God, all right? And you hear the word God, G-O-D, 4,473 times in the word of God, amen? 
But I wanted to get, let's go into Jeremiah. And you know a little bit about Jeremiah, one of our major prophets. And during this time, God is speaking to him. And I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty and tell you what God's been downloading into me. And knowing this is that I'm going to say this also too. We need to be in a state of prayer and also awareness of our surroundings. We need to be able to be reading the word of God daily. We need to be able to sit there and meditate on the word and also be able during this time that so many different things are going to happen, but we have to be vigilant. We have to be obedient and we have to listen to what God is saying in this time and this season. Amen. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. You're going to have things that's going to go on. And I say that all the time is that you're going to see things that you have yet to see. And you will have knowledge of things that you have yet to understand. But God is opening up these times for us so that we can see the reflection. We can see the different things that's going on. And at the same exact time, there is going to be a lot of different things going on that God is willing to tell you and show you just so that you understand who he is and that he is the only alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the Elohim, El Alpha. And I'm telling you, when you get into God's word, it becomes so much profound in your life. It becomes so much part of your life that you don't even want to put it down. You want to sit there and I would go and I would come here and I would read it. And then I would have to go do something and come back and read it again. Now, I'm going to tell you this part. When you're faithful to God, God is faithful to you. And I'm telling you, when you have an intimate relationship with God, it becomes so much so into you that especially as a, a prophetess in God, it, it you cannot. That's my bread and water. That's my my way of being able to honestly see what's going on. And God gives me scriptures after scriptures and reminds me of where this is coming from, where that is coming from and how the prophecies of old are, are coming and being fulfilled now. So please be obedient to God. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else. And let me tell you something. For us, we have to be able to sit there and discern. And, and also, you, we need to make a righteous judgment on how we should be able to be conducting ourselves, also instructing others. And then giving out the word to other people. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We have to personally conduct ourselves, judge the situation by who and how the person is being betrayed and also how they are sitting up here and their fruit is sitting so that we can be able to make the right decision for not just ourselves, but for our family, for our way of life and also how we are being able to keep our relationship with God. 
This is all profound. Do you understand that every time you let the enemy gain access to your mind and to your heart, he's already sitting there and, and asking for access. Don't you know a lot of people don't realize that you give the enemy access by doing things, by saying things, and then having a covenant with that or being able to come into agreement with that demon or that individual that you know is not of God, but you still condone it. I'm going to say this for the people in the back. Please understand that when you're walking in God and you're walking in whom you are and whom you are, God starts revealing some things to you. And depending on how much your relationship is with God is how he's able and he does it with everybody. He talks to people. He walks with people. You've seen that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. God walks with you. Once you give him that permission, once you've been able to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, and he gives you what you need in this time, in this hour, amen? Now, let me go, and this is not in my notes. I'm going by what God is telling me. So, Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, at the same time, thus says the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel? And they shall be my people. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. 31st chapter, King James Version. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel? And they shall be my people. Second verse, thus says the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. During this time, the children of Israel were being disobedient to God. And so God was turning them over to various people. King of Persia, also a Babylonian king, which was a king of uh, Babylon, which was Nebuchadnezzar. He was turning them over to various rulers because they were not being obedient to him. Okay. And it says in verse two, thus says the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. And even Israel, where I went to cause him to rest. Now, what honestly is being happening here is that because some people were able to not go into captivity, but some of them went into the wilderness, into the into the outer outer realms of the city, they were able to find some type of refuge in God. And also at the same exact time, do you understand that we can correlate this to today? That if we live the way that God wants us to live, then we won't be sitting there and suffering what the world and society is suffering because we're doing it the way that God wants us to do it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that when you do it God's way, that do you understand that you get blessings, you get favor, you get so much of the deutimus, the anointing, the, the, the calling on your life, that when you do what God says do, hands down, you understand society 
the world will not accept you because you doing it his way. And for them, that's infallible because we don't serve the same God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't save the same God. My God is God alone. Whereas in the world society, they serve Satan. They serve the one that was kicked out of heaven. Now you need to understand that even, even, he said, even Israel, when I went to, to him, caused him to rest. Verse three, the Lord had appeared of old unto me saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee. Verse four, again, I will build thee and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with the tappers and shall go forth in the dances of them that shall make merry. Verse five, thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria, the Samaria, the planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. Let me tell you something that when God comes in and he restores you, he restores your hope, your dreams, your, your, um, your ways towards him. He, he does that. He restores families. He restores your mental capacity. He restores your health. He restores your strength. There is such a thing that when we turn it over to God, come on now, let me say that one more time for the people back. When we sit there and, and, and surrender it all, do you understand that means that God can come in and have the Holy Spirit to dwell within you? That you don't have to be able to be a slave to what you used to be. You used to be lying, cheating, adultery, whatever you used to do, fornication, whatever you used to do. God wants to sit there and he wants to what he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He also says that if you are a new creature in Christ, that the old things shall no, no longer exist, shall pass away. But behold, there is a new. Come on now. Come on now. Thank you, Lord. Crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but the Christ that lived in me. And I'm talking about the old. I'm talking about figurative. Figuratively, you have to kill your flesh daily. And then, and you're like, wait a minute, Pastor. What, is, what does this mean about thus says the Lord? Do you understand that God gave us promises? And, I, and I've been in that one. And when God says he's going to give us promises, he's going to restore us. He's going to give you stores and he's going to give us health. And he's going to give us, you know, the fact thereof and that we're going to have children. We're going to have abundance and, you know, financial wealth, not because we've been so good. Let me say that one more time for people. Not because we've been so good, but because we've been equivalent to filthy rags. We haven't done anything that's worth anything. The only person that's done anything worth anything is jesus and he was he was god which was his son and he came down and then was able to be created in us 
as a mankind that's walking on this earth. That's the only person. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. That has done something worth for us to be redeemed. For us to get our lives back to God. See, Adam canceled all of that when he sinned with Eve. Now, he was able to be the second animal. He was able to give us what we didn't have anymore, which was a relationship with God. Wait a minute, Pat. Wait a minute. Wait, why are you saying? Because some people need to understand this. This is why God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, so many people don't realize and resurrection day is coming up. So we need to realize and recognize that God's son came down through 42 generations. Just for you and just for me, because he saw what was going to happen later on in life. He knew what was going to be the cost and the cost was high. The cost was the cost was so numerous that we couldn't even pay it. So with every calculation of his skin being broken, every fracture of his skull, every type of bone that was shattered. Do you understand that cost was high? So now the cost is being paid. Now we have to recognize that the cost was paid and now we have to be able to realize and recognize that we need to live just like him. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. See, there is a significance is that when we do what God says do and he is able, he said, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, the love and kindness have I drawn thee. He has given his best to us. The sacrifice that nobody else could be able to do that's been sold in Genesis and has been fulfilled in the New Testament. Now we need to understand that the sacrifice is Jesus, his only son. Now, let me go back. When it says in the fourth verse, again, I will build thee and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel that thou shalt again be adorned with the tabret, and thou shalt for be in the dances of them that make merry. Do you understand? It goes back to how we used virgin Israel. A lot of the times you can see in the Bible, especially when Moses was able to have the children of Israel through God to triumph over the Egyptians. His sister Miriam took the tambourine and she began to dance and make merry and do songs and say that God has delivered us from the Egyptians. That is so much of a feeling of just being able to know that God is there and praise him throughout the whole entire situation when it was done. Do you understand that when we praise God in his temple, praise him, all ye creatures here below, when you can do that, that's, that's giving God the praise even before the battle, even before the war. You're giving God your best due. And then don't you know that God is sitting there just like Joshua. When Joshua would praise God before his battles, do you understand? He's sitting there and saying, I know that you can do it. I'm just going there to see what you can do, God. I'm taking my hands off the whole entire situation because this is what you said. Thus says the Lord. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me though. See, 
I'm letting you know that every time that we do it, thus says the Lord, we can be able to know that with a guarantee that God will be, see, he's the only one that can give us a hundred percent guarantee. I remember when, um, when we were growing up and they had this commercial and said about certain meat and it says a hundred percent guarantee that, you know, you can get your money back, but, and I may be showing my age and that's okay. I am not ashamed of that. But what I'm saying is that every time that you would see this commercial, that it was saying a hundred percent guarantee. Don't you understand that? When God's sitting there, he's honestly, every time he comes in there, full blown, giving you the best of the very best. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, you remember, I remember when I didn't have anybody to talk to. Now I have a, a whole house people that I talk to. I remember when I used to be able to go, and some of y'all may not, but I, I remember when. You used to go down to the corner store and I remember the penny candy and I was telling some of the, um, you know, some of the kids that I knew, I said, it used to be, we used to get like for a uh, penny candy, you used to get at least a handful of penny candy for one penny. And then I remember when it jumped up to a dollar and when I had my dollar, I can go to a woman's house and she would be able to knock on the door. She may be tired or what have you, but she's like, hey, how you doing? I was like, how you doing, ma'am? And she would give me the, um, you know, give me the, the candy for, and I would have a bag full of it in exchange for the money. Don't you know that when you are going and you're exchanging all of the sin that you used to do, thank you, Holy Spirit, God is able to give you eternal life and life more abundantly. He would teach you what you need to know. He would change your whole entire appearance. I mean, your whole entire countenance will change. He would do things that nobody else can do and then some and take you places into doors that nobody else can take you. That's God. That's just God. That's thus says the Lord because he's the final say so. Now, verse five, and thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planter shall plant and shall eat them at common as common things. Don't you know that as God is planting us in this world, in this in this vineyard, we're eating the best of the best because of who God is. And then the people that would see us, they were like, that's common for them to do what God says do. That's common because he, they see the righteous are living in the good of the land. Not the evil. I'm talking about the righteous shall eat the good of the land. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The righteous, the ones that's been out here planting and doing and sowing and reaping and doing what God says do shall eat the good of the land. Because after so many times of not seeing the fruit thereof and not seeing, you know, having, you know, the birds and Satan coming in like demons and everything coming in and picking at your land, and, you know, taking away and seeing all of that. And you're getting discouraged. God said, no, don't get discouraged. That means that 
Every time the enemy is trying to come in, you still praise me because guess what? You need to be able to, number one, sit there and make sure the enemy knows who are you and who you serve. That's number one. Number two, when you sit there and you confuse the enemy, when you're supposed to be mad, but then you praise God in advance, that confuses him. Do you understand? That makes the outlook look like, wait a minute, hold up, God. You are the main season and reason for this one. And I thank you so much. And you know, the enemy will be like, wait a minute, hold up. How, wait a minute. They're supposed to be mad right now. How are they mad? When I just did this to them, I just told them a lie. I just had one of their best friends betray them. How is it that they're not sitting up here full-blown mad? No. Come on now. Catch up. Catch up. Come on now. Come on now. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. Like it's going to be a daily basis for you. It's going to be so many different things financially and spiritually that God is going to be able to put into your life. And I love about how God does that. And it says in verse six, for there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, arise, yea, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. Verse seven, for thus says the Lord, come on now, sing with gladness for Jacob, the shouting among the chief of nations. Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Now let's go back to verse 7. When they were talking about sing with gladness for Jacob, do you remember who Jacob was? Well, let me give you a preview, preview of Jacob. Jacob is the one that God had turned his name over to Israel. And Jacob was the one that means laughter because his mother thought she wasn't going to be able to have him in her age because she was past the childbearing age. Now, when <laughs> the uh, angel, you know, pretty much, uh, and pretty much that was God talking through the angels, uh, saying that, you know, we heard, you know, Sarah, why did you laugh? And he, you know, she pretty much lied and said, Lord, I didn't laugh. And she, you know, he was like, yeah, I heard you. You laugh. So, yeah, we got Jacob. And do you understand that, you know, a lot of things happened to Jacob. And at the same exact time, Jacob was in a certain area. And I want to get into that also, because there are places where it seems as though you can be able to access heavenly you know to god and he was there and he was able to see you we have jacob's ladder where you see the angels and you see him in a dream and he's seeing the angels ascending and descending like a not a ladder and then you start seeing like so many people sitting up here and shouting among the chief of the nations Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. And verse 8, Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame. Blind and the lame. The woman with the child and her that traveled with the child together. 
a great company shall return hither. Verse 9, they shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Come on now. Verse 10, hear the word of the Lord. All ye nations declare, it is in the isles afar off, and say, he that scattered Israel will gather them, and keep him as a shepherd doeth his flock. Verse 11, for the Lord have redeemed Jacob, come on now, and ransomed him for the hand of him that was stronger than he. Verse 12, therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for the wine and for the oil and for the young of the flock and of the herd and their soul shall be as a watered garden and they shall not sorrow any more at all come on find and rest in peace lord verse 13 then shall the virgin rejoice the dance both young men and old together for I will return their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. I will sanctify, satisfy the soul, excuse me, satisfy the soul of the priests with fatness. My people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. Verse 15, thus says the Lord, a verse, a voice, excuse me, was heard in Ramah. Lamentations and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children, but they were not. Verse 16, thus says the Lord, refrain thy voice from reaping and thy eyes from tears, for thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. Verse 17, and there is hope in thy end, saith the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. Verse 18, I have surely heard Ephraim be mourning thus set himself thus. Thou hast chased me, and I was chased as a bullock unaccompanied to the yoke. Trust, turn, excuse me, turn unto me, and I shall be turned, for thou art the Lord thy, my God. Verse 19, surely after I have turned, I repented. And after that I was instructed, I smote upon thy thigh, my thigh. I was ashamed, yea, even confound, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. Verse 19, verse 18, let me tell you something. When Ephraim did what he did, and God had to chastise him. Isn't that what he does for us? And I'm talking about the ones that are the believers and non-believers. God goes after you because he wants to make sure you know and you know his instructions are assured. Some of us don't want to be chastised by God. Some of us think it's bad to be chastised by God. No, it's not. It's good to be chastised by God because don't you know when you get chastised by God, he loves you enough to instruct you and, and reproach you and give you back what you need to know so that you can grow and you can be mature in him. 
And then at the same time, he's confirming, he's comparing himself to a bull and young bulls that are not accustomed to the yoke, not accustomed to the instructions. We need to be turned again. We need to go back to God. And then at the same time in verse 15, because I thought this was very relevant, that thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Thus says the Lord, refrain thy voice from weeping and thy eyes from tears for thy work shall be rewarded day of the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. This is what God was talking about, is that also when uh, Rachel, and this is one of Jacob's beloved wives, he had Leah and also Rachel, and he was able to receive two children from Rachel. And because her children were able to dwell in Egypt because of the famine and because of how Joseph was over some of Pharaoh's houses at that time, there then there became a famine and pretty much they, you know, they had to go and go and search for food and they came into Egypt. And when they came into Egypt and you remember coat of many colors and you remember Joseph and you remember him being sold into slavery and he had a dream that he was going to be above his brothers and he was going to be above his father and it you know perplexed them and some of them had taught them to be angry and jealous but after that it was the fact that God had to propel him into that position to save them let me say that one more time for the people in the back God propels people into different situations in order to save a lineage, decades of things going on, even save their own household, just like Esther, just like so many different people that were in the Bible, that are in the Bible, that we have to be able to understand. And I'm like, this is something that we need to understand that God comes back and he tells us and, you know, he hears Rachel and, you know, she's weeping for her children because all of these children, which is pretty much Rachel's children are, you know, because of Egypt. And because after that, Joseph went and he passed away. And when Joseph passed away, another Pharaoh came up and it took a while, but he didn't remember Joseph. So when they had the Israelites there, he was sitting there and saying, you know what? I'm going to enslave these people because we see how great their numbers are and they might try to come and, you know, overtake us. So this is what the Pharaoh did. And I was like, man, God, you have so many bits and pieces in God's word. That's why I said it's juicy. You have to go back. And once you go back and do your due diligence, in God's word, you know, it's a study that self-approved unto God. Workmen mean by be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You got all of that. You have all of this. So as God is taking me into different things, you know, we we have to realize and recognize that 
you know, it's bits and pieces to what God is saying, but it's honestly, it's a flow to it. And it's like a melody. You have to be able to get into a certain rhythm of what God wants you to know and see. And also at the same time, going back to the basics. I mean, going back to Moses and Genesis all the way to Revelations and, you know, going in and, and reading the word of God. And if you have to read it once, twice, three times, five times, 10 times, just to realize what God is saying, go back. There's nothing wrong with going back to what God is saying. As long as we sit there and we get the right discernment, the right understanding, the right comprehensive, the right, whether it's in Greek or in Hebrew, it's thus says the Lord. It's still the same thing. It's all the same way. As long as we get what God is saying to his people, amen? Now, I'm going to say this also too, you know, I, that's why I always say, please go back into your word and go and read it for yourself and dig. And it's not, we're just like the surface. I can be reading this and then I'm going back. Like for me, when I go back and it was talking about the 12 verse, therefore they shall come and sing in the heights of Zion and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock of the herd and their soul shall be as a watered garden and they shall not sorrow any more at all. And I mean, you're going back into the Isaiah, you're going back into just how rivers of living water, you know, you're going back into how you can even go back into how we used to be able to have to do Israel sacrifices to God and having to be able to, you know, how he was able to operate and what type of function you used to be able to bring the wheat and, and sometimes being able to drink certain wines and having oil to be able to be part. You have a lot of different things, but what God was saying is that, you know, for me also too, simply put, God is my, my wheat, which is the bread, show bread, which is Jesus. The wine, which is also we can go into Jesus when he turned water into wine. And then also for the oil. That's just, that's pretty much how they were able to eat at that time. And being able to ascertain and sometimes being able to parsate their food in order for them to be able to have it at that moment. Because oil was very, very, very abundant in that time and also in that region. And it was very rich and, and lush at that time. So we can take it all these different ways, but as long as God is telling you, this is the way that I want you to listen and learn, do it. And then at the same exact time, let me tell you something. Don't just rely on me. Go back to God's word. Go back and see what God is talking about Ephraim and taking them, having them to go here and that, you know, and just different things. I mean, honestly, if you go back to the word of God, Going back, going back, go back into the word of God and cut it for yourself. It's more layers. And I say this, thank you, Holy Spirit. I've seen so many different cakes can be made and they have, when you cut into them, you thinking, oh, it's one thing, but no, it can be different layers and they complement each other. But at the same time, it still means the same thing.
It's a sweet, delicious treat. Don't you know that this word can be sweet and bitter also? Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. The word of God can be sweet and bitter also because it gives you what you need, but also at the same exact time, because of your sinful nature, it cuts you in order for you to get healed. Let me say that one more time for people. He has to cut you to remove the infection, and then he's able to sit there and repair you. And then be able, it's like a tuition. That's what it is. It cuts and also heals. It's like honey on the honeycomb, but also bitter when it goes down. Because we have to be able to keep what God is saying. It's not going by what we are emotionally feeling. It's not going by what other people are feeling. It's not going by what somebody else is feeling. No. It's not going by that. It's, it's definitely not going by what we see as people in God. It's not going by what a pastor is saying, a prophet is saying, a prophet is, or whoever is talking. It's going by what God is saying. If it's not from the word of God, it does not apply. Because God is, I mean, he put it from Genesis to Revelations. We have it. And it's in here. You can be able to go in and see what God is talking about. But we need to be able to pull it all in and sit there and say, wait a minute. What did God say? Thus says the Lord. Hmm. What did God say? And that's why so many of us are being deceived because of the lack of knowledge because we don't want to take that time to get into the word of god we want to go to the gym to you know be able to help our appearance and our weight but we don't want to get into the word in order for our way of thinking can change our mindset can change yes it's beautiful weather outside yes i will be able to partake in it but also at the same exact time, I need to balance the word of God with what I'm able to do in my lifestyle. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I've seen so many people sit there and say, wait a minute. This person, I'm, you know, this pastor has sitting here and saying this and doing this. But at the same exact time, I take my time in reading the word of God. And then I want to give myself time to put it out because I want to make sure that I'm doing it the way that God has told me to do it. Not man's way. I'm talking about the way that God has told me to do it. Not that I get any glory, but because my father in heaven, that's the one that gets the glory. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. People don't want to sit here and they want you to stay in one state of mind because they're like, hey, you know, we, we want you to, you know, and and I'm going to say it like I mean it. When we're talking about the word of God and we're doing what God says to do, you're going to see a lot of people that are upset, unnerved and disrespectful when it comes to the word of God. And I'm seeing it, you know, all the time. They want to disrespect 
the person that is supposed to be a believer or Christian or someone. And then at the same time, because the word penetrates or the word hurts or the word is not, you know, sitting pretty with you. Now you want to sit here and get mad and upset with the person that is bringing the word of God. Please don't get mad and upset with the messenger when the messenger is pretty much talking through and, and knowing that God is the source of who they are. See, number one, that that person had to go through some things in order for them to be able to sit here and tell you who it is and how God is and give you the word at the same time. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I keep telling you every time that God gives me a word, he gives it to me first. I do my ouch and I do my, ooh, Jesus. And I do my, ooh, let me, let me just, let, let me, let me, let me let it sink in <laughs> before I can give it to you. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Y'all think that we are so holier than thou. No, we've been through some stuff. We, we know what it is to be on a street corner. We know what it is to be on a club. We, we know what it is to be in a psychiatric ward. We know what it is to be in different places and different things. And we've been able to come out of atheism and all these other different, you know, religions and having to be able to crack pipe cocaine and all this other. We've some, a lot of us been through that. And then when God comes in and cleans us up and then he sets us and lets us be able to have the favor and be able to talk to you about what's going on, then people get upset and say, wait a minute, they trying to be holier than thou. No, no, we don't. No, absolutely don't. We sit there and we tell you what's real, what's going on out there. Why is the industry, whatever industry you are in and whatever field of study you are in, why is it? going and going the wrong way and why is it the way it is because the enemy has taken it and it just went a totally different way when it should have went the way that God wanted it but because of sin now you're starting to see the after effects you're starting to see the afterbirth you're starting to see what was coming out man pastor I mean no see that's the thing is that we as human beings we have a tendency to want to remain in church. And I'm telling, I'm going to say this because God put this on my heart. We stay in the church and we do what thus says the Lord. But at the same exact time, when God sits there and tells you, you need to move, you need to move. Because nine times out of 10, God lets you, especially if you're a prophet or a prophetess, or a preacher, teacher, or what have you, he lets you see what's going on in that church. And then he lets you see what's the motivation behind the person that's in front of you. And then he sits there and says, wait a minute, do you really think that you can stay in this church and still be able to prosper, still be able to grow, still be able to mature? And when God says, no, I need you to move, you need to move immediately. You need to move immediately. Wait a minute, Pastor. What do you mean? I mean, it's not. Yes, this part does says the Lord. See, I'm not here for nobody else. I'm not here for no congratulations. I'm not here for no pat on the back. I'm not here for nobody, man. I'm here for God. I'm here to do what he says do so I can go home. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not here for anybody but for God. 
See, that's the thing is that we get in these churches and I have nothing against church. But do you understand that sometimes some of these churches have become so tainted, so much done in the church that we can't even honestly hear from God and hear the word of God and hear thus says the Lord from people sitting up there and putting their mouths where God did not say, where God did not even tell you to say. And then you have false prophets, preachers, and teachers. So by the time that the people, the real people of God and the men and women of God get to you, you become so tainted with the ones that have been causing you to go astray. You don't want to even hear what God is saying. But please hear me out. Do what God says do. Learn what God needs for you to know. For yourself. I'm not that's why he said always contending for your faith. You need to make sure that this is what God wants you to hear, what, what you need to hear from God. Thus says the Lord. This is pretty much what it's saying is that all of these that I can sit here and have Bible study and after have Bible study, have to have Bible study. But if you don't want to sit there. And spend your time in the word of God. It's going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make time and, and prepare yourself. Cause I know for a fact, the enemy is going to try you because you're making that time. You're making that conscious decision to do what was right before God and saying, Hey, let me spend some time with you. God on heat. Let me go over here and him do this. And don't you know, the enemy will have all of these different things to come up in order for your time to be limited towards God. I'm going to say this like I mean it. Stop letting people positions, stop letting people positions Things and, 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 and family members and, and, and the whole entire dynamics of your children, your finance and all that stuff dictate your relationship with God. Because I'm telling you, when you put him first, everything else falls in line. That's simply put. That's just simply put. God has everything because he's the center. And once you give him that center, once you give him who you are, then you can be able to go out. And you can do what thus says the Lord. You want to get an understanding. And God is teaching you along the way. You're going to make mistakes. And that's fine. You can make mistakes. But at the same exact time, learn from those mistakes. Learn who you are in God. Learn that you start realizing that, wait a minute, God called me into this position and now God is starting to let you know, hey, wait a minute, you need to listen to me. You need to see what, you know, because such and such could be sitting here and saying one thing while yet and still God is revealing things to you a different way. Thus says the Lord. I'm just telling you, start realizing that your relationship with God is more important, more vital during this time in the season. People don't realize that God is such a lifeline. He tells you things that nobody else will know. And he lets you have preview to conversations that you may think they don't pertain to me, but God is sitting there. And as a prophet, as a person that is of God, he tells me things because of who God is in me. Now I'm going to say this like I mean it. Once you start a relationship with God, 
there is something that you honestly, there is something so pure about it. It is something so unique about it because the relationship you have with God, he helps you to go through the word of God and he helps you like Moses. He was like, you know what? He showed Moses his back and he, he let him see Genesis all the way up to Deuteronomy. And, and then the same exact time, God lets you see things. When you are so, so in tune with him, it's so mind-blowing and shocking sometimes how God sits there and he lets me see a lot of different things. But because I'm obedient to God, and also at the same exact time, I don't let everybody speak into me. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I don't let everybody speak over me. I don't let everybody speak into me. That means that some people will try to come in to speak over you in order for them to gain access to what God has for you. In which, gosh, God said, that's not what I wanted. I don't know that you need to understand is that this ain't even in my notes. I'm just telling you, thus says the Lord, is that we have to be so, so picky about who we have around us. We have to be so picky about who we know, who we have in our lives, who we have around us. See, that's the thing is that when you start realizing that God is speaking and God is ministering to you and he's able to guide you and correct you and keep you. Oh, man. I mean, the things that I started learning and understanding, because simply put, being obedient to God is better than sacrifice. So when I'm telling you, please read your word and go back and go and see what thus says the Lord. It is so much things that we have to be as a body of Christ. We have to be able to know. And yes, every every church is not the same, but also the same as at time. We have to have discernment. We need to know who we're going to have over us and be our shepherd of us. And 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 I understand that we have people that's going to be over us, but make sure those people are doing what God says to do. And also at the same exact time, demons can be able to live in Christians because a lot of the Christians are accepting a lot of different things. And then they sit there and they think that God doesn't see, but we see. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. People pick up things, gain access to those things. And also at the same exact time, if God can deliver so many and he's had lesion and he has all these different people, you are not sealed off if you're not doing what God says do. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Some people have doors that have been opened and they haven't shut them. Some people have given access to demons and they haven't shut them. Some people, even with the Holy Spirit dwelling in them, have sat there and they have made covenants with something else and something else has moved in and the Holy Spirit had to move out. I'm saying this for, I'm telling you what I, from what I know. We as a body of Christ, We need to denounce some things in our lives. We need to denounce, you know, homosexuality, all these different lying, thieving, whatever you have in your heart, unforgiveness, ungratefulness. I mean, even unfaithfulness, even even unforgiveness towards yourself. 
And you have to be able to understand that we as a body of Christ, true believers, and whether you are not saved and you're listening to me also, please understand this is for you also. We need to understand that we have to do what God says do. We have to be able to sit there and realize that our lives are not our own. We've been bought with a price. And at the same exact time, when you become a, a true believer in God, the old things of you pass away. And behold, new things start coming in. And then at the same exact time, God started letting you see who is real and who is fake and phony. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God lets you see who is the real anointed ones of God. Because they do more, they see more, they live it. They don't just sit there and do what, no, they live it. And then at the same exact time, do you understand? Certain people will sit there and say, wait a minute. Well, God, you know, God will show you who you need to be able to be aligned with. Who is your brother and your sister in Christ? And who is doing what thus says the Lord? And not just sitting here and, and, and quoting scriptures, but not living it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Quoting scriptures and not living it. Quoting scriptures and not living it. And then at the same exact time, we need to get from under the concept of religiousism and, and putting on this or that, but yet it's still not living it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have a lot of people having, you know, profess that, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer, but at the same time, putting so much of so much things on the people in the church and then sitting up there and saying, well, that's what God taught, told me to talk, teach them. And then at the same exact time, you starting to see it's like a cultish kind of a way of thinking. I'm going to say it like I mean it. When you have people that have said things and have done things and sitting up there, well, you know, you know, you have to be obedient to this mother or what have you. Example, be the mother of the church. I got to be obedient to this person. Do you understand that being obedient to the ones that are elders in the church? No problem. But once those, well, if that elder of the church, that mother of the church is not doing what God says do, and you know it's wrong and you start seeing something wrong, you need to be able to address it and bring it up. Don't just sit there and stay quiet in the same situation. You need to move. You need to do what God says do because it's time. It's time. You're starting to see. I'm starting to see, like I said, certain things in the culture of the church that sit there. And that's not where it's supposed to be in God. That's not the way that we're supposed to be acting in God's church. This is not what thus says the Lord. This is not the way that we should be because you have all of this you know, religiousosity and you have all of this fakeness and you have all of this stuff added into the church. Now you want to sit there and say, this is the says the Lord. No, it's not. That's not what God said. That's not what God said. Certain people want to sit there and keep you in bondage. And I'm, a, I, I, I've already talked about that in my other uh, podcast, but 
it goes back to the way that God sits there and he tells you, come out from among them and be separate. And then at the same exact time, church is not church anymore. See, the enemy has crept into the church and now you start to see more false prophets, more false teachers, more false preachers. You starting to see the mindset of greed and money and all of these different things crepping up. But then at the same exact time, you starting to see the true people of God doing what thus says the Lord. You starting to see the true men and women of God doing what God says to do. And then you start seeing how God is sitting up there, wheat and tears, wheat and tears are coming up more and more every day. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. When we get into this word of God, it's not just for you. It's for me also, for me to know who God is for me. And also at the same time, in order for me to realize and recognize that every time that I'm reading this word, this word is sacred. This ain't something that you just think up. This ain't something that you just, you know, put to the side. No, this is something that you need to intake daily on a daily basis. And that's why a lot of people don't like me because I don't sit there and I don't have truth in. I don't sit there and I don't say anything because at the same time, when God sits there and tells me, just look and I'm looking and then you start seeing things and people start saying things out of their mouths, you starting to realize who is the true believer and who is not and who is doing what God says do and who is not. Who is sitting here and saying what they want to say and who is not? Some people are working in the vineyard and some people are not. Some people are doing what God says do and they are not. And at the same exact time, you have to honestly sit there and say, God, you know what's going on. And at the same exact time, sometimes God tells you to move in silence so that he can get the victory through it all. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Uh, this ain't even, like I said, we ain't even in, we ain't even in my notes, nowhere near my nerves. But what I'm saying is that we have so much religiousism. We have so much, you know, hypocrisy. We have so much, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this and that and so much division into the church that people have started to realize that we want to, you know, some people like, I don't want to go to church. Do you understand that whether we are in the church or whether we're outside the church or we're doing what God says to, you have your mission in God. Now, I'm not saying that it's nothing wrong with going to church. It says that we should not forsake the assemble ourselves. But make sure those people are doing what God says to. Make sure that when you have discernment, when you are a babe in Christ, start talking to God and saying, hey, God, thus says the Lord, come on now, ask him, do I need to be going to this church? Is this person supposed to be my overseer? Is this person, what's going on, God? You show me what's going on and he'll do that. If you're honest with God and sincere, he will show you everything that's going on with that individual. He will let you know what's going on, how it is, what they've been up to, and everything else. God will let you know. But at the same exact time, it's about starting a walk with God. It's not about me. It's not about you. Start your walk with God every day. Even if it's just for get up an hour before and say, Lord, I thank you for everything and pray. 
Even if it's just when, even when the days when you sleep in and you're supposed to been up, you need to ask for forgiveness. Lord, I'm sorry that I did not get up and be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm asking you, let me be able to function still in you. Let me be able to have your spirit within me and be able to have your covering, your protection, your, your, your righteousness. Because I'm telling you, it's getting to that point. Because God has already spoken some things, especially in Revelations. We're, we're, we're starting to see a lot of different things coming up. We're not there yet, but you're starting to see the whole entire dynamics of the United States. You're starting to see the whole dynamics in the world, internationally. You're starting to see. And you need to understand, it is something that we need to be taking lightly. Because God already said it. They're going to be, you know, rumors of wars and you're going to have so many people doing this and you're going to see, you know, people going this and the church is going this way. You're going to start seeing it. People being lovers of themselves instead of lovers of God. I mean, money, greed, hatred. And you starting to see so many people sitting here and, you know, killing their children and children killing their parents and all of these different things. You're starting to see it. But when are you going to wake up and realize, look, I need a relationship with God and it's more important. It's more prevalent than now. There, I mean, so many different things are going on. California is going through so many different rains and you have so many, you know, snow is built up and then that's going to come down to a whole lot of rain. And you've seen droughts and you've seen, you know, so many levees breaking and you're starting to see so many increments of weather. That's God's judgment. You're starting to see in Brazil, so many people that are sitting up there that was doing mocking God and then sitting there and you start to see so many different, you know, rivers and valleys and, and just so, so much, so much destruction because people don't want to sit there and have a relationship with God. And I'm talking about an authentic one. I'm talking about like Enoch. Like we need to be getting out of our own head and sitting here and saying, God, I'm sorry. What should I do to be saved? We should be sitting there and saying, God, get me to a place where I can be able to hear your word and then build on that. Lord, I'm asking you to, you know, help my, my children, my finances, my spouses, my, my, my marriage, my, my whole entire being, even towards my job, my coworkers, everything. Lord, help me to be able to know my life and manage it the way that you want me to have it. Let me be able to be the willing and the vessel and the light. Every time that people see me, I'm the light because you're in me. You're dwelling in me. Even down to my, 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 my health and down to my sicknesses, whatever I have in my body, have that to come out, have that come out, have, have myself to be restored, even from myself, my self-esteem all the way up to how I'm able to address myself. Let me be able to change the way that I think. The way that I act. Let me renew my mind daily. Let me be able to think myself happy. Let me be able to sit there and do what God says do. And then at the same time, when you tell me stop, I need to stop. When you say go, I need to go. When you say, when you say, I'm revealing this to you. 
then God, you need to be able to let me know how to address it. Come on now. It's, it's getting to that point. It's like people cannot be able to simply, I'm not that simple anymore. God is like, no, I'm making you complex. Because at the same exact time, there are so many familiar spirits. There are so many demonic activities going on that God is like, nope, I need you to push away from all of that. And I need to hear from you. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, you know, they're like, well, you know, you know, pastor, you kind of deep. Yeah, that is deep. But it's simple. God is simple like that. Simply put, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Simply put. Man, Pastor, you just no, it's the fact that we honestly, every time that I'm reading this word, you need to make sure that you go back and you read it and reread it and then you dig. For right now, every time that I'm in this word, I always think about like an archaeologist. I have to go back and see what does Ephraim mean? What does what what does Rachel? Who is Rachel? Who is Ramah? You know all the different locations. Why is she lamentating? Why is this and this going on? But I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Not just because I want to be a scholar of the Bible, but I want to be a hearer and a doer of the Word of God. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. All of these times that God has given us the written Word, these are all examples that we need to be able to follow, whether good or bad. We need to be able to realize that's the consequences to some people's actions, and I don't want to be a part of it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm one of those that I will look and I will see how you are. And I, I would all all the time, God was like, let me see. And he would let me pull back and see what's going on. And then at the same exact time, God sits there and he lets me. Let's me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit. He'll let me see how it is and let you know who's in the camp with you, whether it's an enemy or whether it's a friend. But see, that's the thing. If we don't know what thus says Lord mean, if we don't know the entirety of thus says the Lord, we can get caught up. We can get trapped. We can get in all of these different positions that we didn't we didn't think we would be in. All these different difficulties, all these different, you know, man-made situations that we honestly we shouldn't be in. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in this. And I'm I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop right now at the 19th chapter of Jeremiah the 31st. Uh, 31st uh, chapter but the 19th verse because I really want to go back in and I want you to understand that hearing the word of God we need to not just hear it but be a doer of it because I'm telling you you're getting to that point where God is sitting there and he's giving you assignments that you need to be able to start doing Yes, scary. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Yes, it may be something that you have to, but you got to sink down deep and do what God says to. No matter what, no matter who says what, no matter what's going on, God is honestly telling you, it's time. It's time. 
And once you start realizing who God is and how God is and accepting who God is in your life and how God wants to be able to, for the ones that are living in God and have a calling in your life to do what God says do, you're going to do some things that are not, that are strange, not accepted. But I'm telling you, come out from all of that religiousism, come out from all of the not trusting in God, come out from all of the anxiousness, the the way you're thinking you need to go ahead and start tapping into what God is telling you. And with that being said, I'm telling you, God is telling you, if you're not saved on today, and a lot of people realizing that the world is not the way it's supposed to be. They're going and going to all of these different artists and it's starting to sound demonic because it is. They're going and seeing that this artist is not a God because it is. And they're starting to see witchcraft, sorcery, and all those other things going on because it is. Now it's time for us to know who God is. And thus says the Lord is very important because God is starting to call people home and you need to start realizing you have a very vital point in knowing who God is. Thus says the Lord. There's a lot of thus says the Lord's over 3,509 times that God has said it in the word of God that is going to be coming to pass for us in this time in this season. If you don't know who God is on today, I am letting you know right now that you have an opportune time to do what God says do. And it says it in Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. Says verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. In verse 12, I'm going to say this also because I love how it goes. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Please understand that God is calling on today. Thus says the Lord means a lot to us. And what God is trying to tell us is that we need to come in, come in out of the cold, come in from what we have been doing. I don't care what type of lifestyle you are in. Come out from that. Come out from where you are and let God be able to come into your life. Let the Holy Spirit come in and be able to wash you, cleanse you. Let 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 Jesus be able to come in and let God come in and minister to you because there is none like him, none like his son, none like his spirit, and I can be able to wash over you. This is going to be my second part. It's going to be coming up soon. Please make sure that you are in tune with what God is telling you on today. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you've, you've heard thus far, 
please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. You can also, when you have a show, when you have been able to hear that our podcast, please leave a five-star rating. This will help us to reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written. My name is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And also, I want to say to my listeners, for the ones that started listening to me, thank you. And to the ones that have been here and been present for a long time, thank you also. But I also wanted to let you know, please, please, it is imperative. Read your word, pray, fast, meditate on God's word, do what God says do, because we are in so much more to come. We have yet to see, and God is starting to let me know we have to. Thus says the Lord, we have a lot of things that God has said that has not been able to unfold yet. So we need to get our hearts and our minds prepared. Because like I said, he is soon to recome. He is soon to come. And I know that's echoing. That is something that needs to echo around the world. Christ is soon to, to, soon to return. And I thank you and I praise your name, God, for everything you have given us. And I thank you for my listeners. Kenosa mida. Anyong.